0: you are listening to ball side goal side putting coaches in a better position hosted by ed Heverling and eric dobranski
1: if you enjoy our show please follow and subscribe to our weekly podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher and anchor fm also follow us on social media on Twitter at ball underscore goal underscore side, and on Instagram on ball side, goal side.
2: All right, back here on ball side, goal side. I'm at Heverling joined by Eric Debransky, uh, coming to you uh, again for another podcast. Really excited today about this podcast, Eric with Natalie Norris, the uh, dietitian here at Utah state who works with athletics. Um, pretty accomplished career as well. So it'll be fun to talk with her here in a, in a few minutes.
1: Yeah, no, looking forward to this conversation. I think um, I think when you and I set out to do this, uh, this podcast and this, you know, trying to educate and, and kind of keep people informed, obviously you and I always discuss the, uh, the selfish part of it in terms of, A, you know, we wanted to get people on that, that really kind of, you know, not only help the people that, that were listening, but obviously help ourselves and, and really um, take advantage of the, their knowledge. And I think for me, nutrition and, and the way our athletes take care of themselves has just become more and more important. And not that it wasn't important back in the day, but I think um that detail and that that kind of it being highlighted through their daily habits and routines, kids getting through classes, whether it's high school, you know, middle school, whatever it is, college, getting through classes, eating properly, taking care of themselves, really allowing their body to perform at a high level, um has really been something that that I've been interested in that I know nothing about. (laughs) You know, I think uh, I wish I knew more. And obviously I'm I'm looking forward to talking to Natalie uh, quite a bit and and really getting her input on, on how athletes should take care of themselves, but, but really looking forward to, to, you know, asking her a lot of different questions and and getting, getting her thoughts.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, as you and I have talked about, you know, being at small schools and, and a lot of coaches face this same challenge from youth to high school to to college level, we don't have access to a nutritionist and, and we do the best that we can. Um, and, you know, it'll be good to get some insight, um, you know, and, and to provide that insight. I know, uh, in just my short term talking with with Nano and and, and learning about her background, um, you know, I, I learned quite a bit and I, I was surprised at some of her thoughts and her, her you know, takes on, on proper nutrition. And I think, Uh, Our listeners are going to enjoy that as well, that, um, you know, she's going to provide some valuable insight there that that will allow you to feel a little more comfortable, but educate you still on how we can better serve our athletes and and prepare our athletes for, um, you know, their nutritional needs and and fueling their bodies to, to get through those training sessions and games.
1: And even though she's like even though she works as the director of sports nutrition for all of Utah State Athletics, she comes from a soccer background. She was a yeah. player in college. Obviously, played at Utah State. Three-time uh, Western Athletic Conference Defensive Player of the Year. You know, led Utah State to two two national um, two NCAA tournaments, uh, two conference championships. So, even just from the player side of it, you know, obviously she has her her experience as a nutritionist and, a, and director of sports nutrition. But that interest and that that guidance that she can provide from the players' aspect, like what helped her, kind of, you know. Uh, perform and what helped her kind of guide her through through playing games and playing at a high level I think that's going to be so valuable and um, and like i said it's it's going to be interesting to hear what uh, what what kind of helped her through her career and, and like I said a great career that she had
2: All right, we're back here on Ball Side, Goal Side, uh, here today with today's guest, Natalie Norse. Um, She's uh, up here at the Utah State University in their athletics department. She runs a fueling station, and uh, she's a nutritionist for the athletics department. Natalie, how are you doing?
0: Great. How are you guys?
2: Doing well. Thank you. Um, Appreciate you you coming on here today with us, Nano. Uh, Sorry, I'm going to be calling her Nano, uh, uh, just how I know her here. So um, appreciate you jumping on here. I want you to get started, if you could, Nano, by telling us a little bit about your background, playing and coaching, and, and how you became interested in nutrition.
0: Sure. Um, So, I have three older brothers who all played soccer, and so I started my life watching soccer every day, and I started playing when I was about three or four years old, and I've been playing ever since, and um, I played at a very accomplished high school. We... It's a very established program in the state of Utah. And then I was able to come and play at Utah State all four years and um, went out and played with the FC Kansas City for the f- inaugural season. And then I've trained with the team for their on a pro since sophomore in high school. And I played on that for about 11 years during the summers. So that's been pretty fun. And then I kind of got thrown into coaching when two of my good friends asked me if I would come be an assistant coach for a high school boys team um, in 2018. And then I became head coach of both of the... Logan High, and I became head coach that summer of the girls team and the boys team. And I am just finishing up my second year as head coach of both teams so it's been pretty fun and then with nutrition i i got interested in it in high school and just because i could see how it could affect my parents health and my um family's health and then i started realizing how much it impacted soccer and how i played and um got much more involved in that as I came to Utah State and as a player because I have a pretty fast metabolism and I couldn't make it through a game without eating something at halftime and I could only make it to halftime (laughs) like right before (laughs) we had to go out for practice or for warm up and so that kind of spurred everything along for me trying to figure out how to best fuel my body And now here I am as the head sports dietitian at Utah State.
1: That's awesome, Natalie. Were there phases within like your playing career, like even before Utah State as a player, were there phases that you realized how, I mean, obviously you said you were interested in nutrition early, but like you said, with the fast metabolism and things like that, were there phases where you had to adjust throughout your career in terms of, like you said, you learned that you had to have something at halftime or prior to practice, you know, every year is different in college. Every year is different in club. What time you train? Whether you're training at eight PM, six thirty PM, uh, eight AM in college, or whatever. Were there were there kind of those stages that that you had to adjust and, and realize? Kind of, hey, this is what my body needs. This is what I should what I should be doing.
0: Oh, definitely. Like just like you said, like the schedule varies so much, and so I mm-hmm. had to figure out what my body needed, and going into. I think my pregame meal stayed pretty much the school yep. through college because I just went classic PB&J and then yep. added other things, whether it was crackers and fruit and veggies and whatever. Yep. It depended on how early I was eating, how much I had to eat. Cool. Um, and then in college, that was probably the most varied times except for like tournaments for clubs. And that was something I, like, so many of my teammates were like, yeah, I can't eat anything for the next game. And I was like, give me all the food. Like, I have to. <laughs> um, but once we got to college, like, with 6 a.m. workouts or 5.30 practices, like, I was one of the very few who would wake up and eat before because I knew I couldn't make it through a practice without Absolutely. it. And then I was actually the one, Ed, you might – have seen the halftime snack for Utah State I was the one who started that because I started bringing my own banana to every game and my coaches were like Nana what are you doing and I was like I cannot make it through a game without food right now and they were like what and so then they started bringing more and more food and snacks for all the team and realized how much it helped and then I utilized Gatorade quite a bit so for recovery and during games and stuff like that.
1: Now was it difficult to adjust, because obviously college we sometimes we have 1 p.m. kickoff, sometimes we have 7 pm sometimes we have the, the random 11 a.m we have, we have <laughs> such a such a varied schedule was it Was it tough as a young student athlete, maybe freshman sophomore year to adjust to because obviously you know junior senior, maybe you had a you know, better grasp of it, or maybe you had a good grasp of it throughout your career, but was it? Was it kind of interesting to adjust to those time those time differences of kickoff? Obviously, you always had the halftime snack, which is great, but that pregame and that that postgame.
0: Yeah. So the biggest struggle with that was how early our pregame meal would be. If it was because a lot of athletes, this is a super individualized thing, but a lot of Mm -hmm. athletes vary their time of when they like to eat. Because like I'm someone who has to eat as I'm going into the locker room, and other people can't eat within two hours. And so we would have a pregame meal anywhere from two to three hours before the game. And I would usually have to bring snacks from home or like save part of my meal so I could eat closer to the game and then get the halftime to halftime. But I would always have to bring other things because people would be like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. I'm legitimately going to happen another meal before we get (laughs) because i can't make it and everyone's like you're kidding and i was like no like i have to so i would bring i'd either save stuff from breakfast like get stuff from the continental breakfast or like get a big lunch and Mm -hmm. then eat half of it later like so it was quite the planning but i just realized that i needed to eat like pretty close to game time and so and my body could handle just about anything as long as it wasn't like super fatty or really high protein and so I would just make do with whatever I could. And then we eventually started getting, depending on the trip, we would get, like, pregame snacks as well. And so I utilized those to the best of my ability as well. But,
2: um, So how, how would you encourage families, young athletes, coaches, to try and monitor, that, like, their nutritional needs? Like, you're saying, like, you needed to eat beforehand. Um, I'm one that needs to eat a couple hours before. Um, you know, how how can you know the the people important to the, the players' lives kind of monitor this and make those adjustments or start um, to notice, you know, what maybe schedule they need to be
0: individualized on. Individualized for each athlete, but um, the probably the best rule of thumb is about two hours before and so if for a good solid meal. And what a meal looks like to me is like the main entree and then at least two sides. So you have a good variety, a good amount of nutrients, Um, that point in time, two hours before, um, most people can deal with that pretty well. Um, And if not, then they just eat a little bit lighter, right? And so, um, and then with your team, especially depending on how young we're talking, like if we're talking like youth level, those kids need like the most important thing for them is trying to get enough calories because they're working out so much and they're burning so much and they're still growing and so that's just adds a whole nother factor to it but with as we get school and college um that changes more as you figure out what your body likes and when your body needs to eat and um, it's hard as coaches because you have a whole team to deal with and not just an individual, but, um, it's a great thing to practice your nutrition skills with and things that aren't as important as games. So you can figure out what mm-hmm. things your food, your stomach can handle and how yeah. far out you need to eat. Um, but that way you can kind of nutrition schedule with practices and it's not going to affect you quite as bad as if you're trying to experiment on a game day or a tournament weekend.
1: Now, now Natalie, when did you start? Like personally, when did you start kind of monitoring what you were eating and, and how your nutrition intake was, was it early on in high school? Was it, you know, was it earlier Um, than that?
0: High school? Like, like I said, at that age, I didn't really get strict and i don't i don't think people that age or athletes that age should be strict with their intake like they should still all of us should enjoy food because it's food and we need to enjoy it and it should be loved and all that um but i just was trying to be aware of like making sure i got fruits and vegetables (laughs) several times throughout the day and um making better choices when i went out to eat so like i wasn't if we because we you're on the road a lot with soccer, so, like, we didn't get burgers every time, like, we'd go to Subway, Subway, but we would eat it anyway, and, (laughs) um, but I, it was probably high school when I was, like, okay, like, I need to make sure that I'm getting a variety in, and trying to make, like, I was the only child at home, I had three older brothers, but they were all off at college or married, and so, it was really just my mom and I, and I was like, okay, hey, mom, like, we got to be better about eating and, like, getting good food in, because <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't a huge cooker when I, when it became just me mm-hmm. and her, and so, <laughs> she was like, well, we, you're gonna have to fend for yourself, and I was like, okay, like, we can do <laughs> um, but I started having some issues with injuries in high school, I developed a chronic pain condition, and we thought it was a lot to do with cramping. And so that was a big focus for me was trying to make sure that I had enough salt and enough potassium and things like that yep. to help. Um, little did I know that my nutrition didn't really matter for the pain condition, but it did like kind of jumpstart <laughs> what I needed Yeah, to make sure I was Now you
1: bring, healthy. you bring up a great point, And this is like, I think, this is kind of sometimes a struggle and and obviously you coaching high school and, and being around the game still quite a bit. It's like sometimes it takes something like that for somebody to really start noticing what, what helps their body nutritionally. And like, what, what do you say to athletes that don't experience problems like that where you're not cramping, but Hey, this is still important. This can help your performance. This can, how do you kind of convince a, a student athlete to, you know, buy into that and not wait until you have those kind of you know issues
0: um so this has been an interesting thing especially as a high school coach and then as a college dietitian um my so for high school it's been really cool because i can give nutrition education talks to my teams because i'm qualified to and so it's like okay like guys i know what i'm talking about and i no soccer like nutrition is so important yeah. so i've had every year we've done like a little nutrition talk and i'm like okay so this is what it would look like like game day wise because the thing most is school lunches <laughs> and they don't like school lunch and so if they don't like it then they don't eat it or uh-huh. if they don't go off campus and they just don't eat and i'm like guys that's not okay just skip lunch or and most of them skip breakfast because they just want to sleep in those 10 minutes longer. Yep. So I'm like, guys, if we're not like think about this. Like if we're not yeah. eating breakfast or and then we come and try and play a two hour game or a four hour game if you're playing in both Varsity and JV, like react. And they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um I use my two favorite analogies for both college and high school are the first one is like nutrition for your body is like gas for your car. If you're not putting mm-hmm. food into your then it's not going to run. And if you don't put gas into your car, like, you're not going anywhere. And that usually hits home pretty well with the college, with the high school and the college kids because money is usually tight and, and gas money is something that is a difficult thing. <laughs> but <laughs> once they figure that out, they're like, okay, so, like, and I'm like, if we can time it so that we're getting food. Um, and I always, I was like, okay, so... I map it out for my high school kids. I'm like, okay, hey, I need you to get something for breakfast. Honestly, I don't care what it is. Just get something in. Lunch needs to be good. Like it has to be a good meal. And then I need all of you to eat something after school, whether because some of those kids are eating lunch at 10:45 and then they play at
1: yeah. 3, 4,
0: 5, 6, 7 p.m. And so, like, I need depending on what time their game is, I tell them how big their eating time needs to be after school because if they're the first game then I just want a snack if they're the second game then I need a meal and the kids who bought into that did really well and my girls the first year they followed everything to a T, and they were like oh my gosh this has made such a big difference and then my boys the first year too were like some of them were really buying in and they're like this has changed everything like <laughs> I feel yeah. so much better I play so much better I have more energy and I'm like crazy what eating food does <laughs> um, but then the other analogy that also gets on with them, especially this generation, yeah. is food <laughs> to your body is like a charge on your phone. So the more you use your phone, mm. the faster your battery dies. And that's the same with your body. So the more you use your body calories, the faster your body's going to die off. But with that, like just like plugging in your phone, you can boost your energy again by taking by getting in food a pretty good visual representation for them too because all of them are glued to their phones Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) Mm -hmm. um that's been those are the two analogies i use the most and they usually like connect with that pretty well
2: uh so natalie you were saying earlier as well and kind of building from where we're at that um you know okay at the entree should be the main core so this will be a two-part question um, can you kind of explain a little bit about what that entree and those two sides look like? Um, one, and then for the younger athletes, <laughs> you're saying it's about calories. <laughs> and all I can think about is the Chick-fil-A drive through at this point in time, or, or, you know, like, you know, everyone's kind of in a rush at times. So they're stopping and they're getting, you know, and it could just be what, what should those calories entail? Um, and, you know, and then what should those, the entree and the two okay. sides, entree so, and two um, sides kind of look like, and what kind of portion should those
0: very... be? between athletes as well but the biggest I usually give are like a sandwich or a wrap or um I try to avoid especially if we're doing like a two hour out meal I try to avoid because soups can be pretty heavy and they just sit in your stomach and salads just don't give you enough energy to sustain you later um so it could be any variety of things so like you could have pasta with sauce um for a pre-game meal we want to try to avoid high fat and high protein the farther out we go the more like time the more fat and more protein you can have to help sustain you throughout the day but if we're sitting at about two hours out we want to be moderate at both those levels so like marinara would be better than alfredo at that point um you could have like Enchiladas as long as long as they're not like heavy in the cheese. Um the wraps and sandwiches, whether it's a meat sandwich or a PB&J have been a pretty good go-to for most of the athletes that I work with. Um some people even go to breakfast food for that entree. Like they love having pancakes or waffles before, and that's awesome because we need carbohydrates at that point in time. So whatever entree we're getting needs to be mostly carbohydrates because that's what our body's getting off of. So whether that's oatmeal or pancakes or a sandwich or toast, or um, it could even be cereal if we're getting enough cereal in. Um, but we could like the sides help with the carbohydrate content as well. So like we could do crackers or fruit or favorites. We're always like apple slices and pretzels as I'm going into a game with my PB&J. Or a lot of my kids loved fruit snacks and um, old fish, especially as snacks like leading up to it. Um, but I always just try and get two different side options or two different food items for those sides. So whether that's like a yogurt on the side or if that becomes your entree if you're having enough and mixing like berries in or something. Or um, if you're getting, like, chips and a piece of fruit, a vegetable to go, like, with carrots on the side, that was a pretty popular one for me and some of my teammates as well. Um, But even if you're eating out, like, before, it's not necessarily a bad thing. We just want to stay away from high, highly, wow, high fat foods, so lots of fried things aren't going to sit well on your stomach. It's just going to, it's going to do just that. It'll just sit there and toss and turn and not really digest. And so we want to try to get lighter options at food places, but that just means bake or, or, um, what's roasted, like things like that, instead of fried or a gratin or, um, There's another really popular one that I'm trying to think of, but kinds of things like that. So we just want to make like better decisions, but we don't necessarily have to roll anything out, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Now, Natalie, do you find, you know, especially with the college athletes as well, it's do you find this this thing, this time period where. You know, because obviously changing your nutritional diet, your habits, your pregame, your postgame, it takes time. I mean, you're probably not going to see the benefits of it in a day or two. How do you ever come across athletes that get frustrated that they don't see benefits right away? And typically, what do you think is the maybe appropriate time frame for an athlete to see benefits of, you know, maybe their energy levels better? Maybe their energy level through a game is better or more sustained or consistent. Uh do you see that or is that or is that not something you see?
0: Um I see it a little bit but honestly I've had a lot of college athletes who come in to me that are looking to change like their performance on either a game day or yep. day or whatever it is and their focus of the meal before is completely off because we've typically <laughs> I just remember very distinctly. I had a cross country runner who was one of our best and one of the best in the nation. And she came in and she was like, okay, so like, this is what's happening on game day or on race day. And I'm just really confused. Like, I feel like I could get some help. She's like, so this is what I have for breakfast. I have eggs and I have a piece of toast and um, fruit. And then right before I get a protein bar and then I have something else that was really high in protein. And I was like, She's like, so I make sure to get my protein. I'm like, why? Like, I don't care about that. This is the one time that I do not care about your protein intake. And she's like, what? I was like, we are all (laughs) carbs, 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 carbs carbs right now. And she's like, oh, okay. And I was like, so I need you at breakfast to get a big waffle or pancakes or two pieces of toast or something like that and then that pre-race snack i don't care we don't want it to be a protein bar that's just gonna sit in your stomach like switch for mm. crackers or fruit snacks or something like that and i got a text the next weekend she's like i felt so much better in my race this weekend wow. and i was like oh heck yeah like i do know what i'm <laughs> <like."> <laughs> uh, But to see, like, consistent changes, it's usually, like, a week to two weeks. If they are committed to it, um, which is the issue that I typically run into, (laughs) but if they're committed to it, then we do start seeing changes pretty quickly just because they're switching the type of nutrient that's available to them and they're timing things better, and so their bodies are responding a lot better. But I usually see that within changes within at least one week and then pretty consistent change within two for sure
2: nana one thing you mentioned there um with the cross-country runner was that uh she was getting a lot of protein and you said this is one time i don't care about it i know you and i have kind of had a little bit of the discussion we didn't go too far in depth but um post-workout post-game uh, you know, we see a lot of people with protein shakes, it can be the synthetic shakes, it can be whatever. Um, and I know, you know, in our talk, you'd said there's better ways or there's maybe more affordable ways yeah, to sure. properly get um, your protein so in after like a workout. Said, um, can you talk I about those a little bit? The
0: protein, the pre-workout or pre-game or pre-practice is the one time of day that I couldn't care less how much protein they're getting in. Um, but throughout the day, re- besides that, we want to try and evenly distribute it as much as we can. Because if we're getting in like 50, 60, 70 grams after a workout with like protein shakes and whatever you're doing, yes, it'll benefit you, but your body can only metabolize so much to help build muscle and rebuild muscle. And that's usually at about 30 grams. And so if we're getting over that, like great, we're getting over that to hit our total protein goal, but like to maximize the muscle repair and the muscle growth. Getting that consistent 20 to 30 grams multiple times throughout the day is our best option. And so for, pre- for post-workouts, um, food first is always my go-to. One of the best options for us is chocolate milk, just because a lot of athletes hate getting food in right after and the actual time window has kind of stretched from what it used to be. We used to be super strict about making sure you get something in within 30 minutes of completion. Otherwise, you've missed your time window. And that's kind of stretched to about two hours. So if we can get a good meal in within two hours that has high carbs, high protein, and some fats, um, that will be really good for your body and kind of take care of all your – as long as you continue to eat that as well. Um, Quick option, because we have a lot of athletes who can't handle food right after or within an hour to two after. Mm -hmm. And so doing chocolate milk gives you a lot of carbs and a good amount of protein in a way that our in a form that our body really responds well to. So that milk, the cow's milk, is something that our body uses really well. Um, and it's delicious and it's pretty cheap. So <laughs> both of those things are great options. Yep. If you want to go protein shakes, you can like no question about that. But if we could like there's like we said, Ed, there's easier and simple ways that like Greek yogurt and granola would be a great option or just getting a normal dinner after. So like pasta with meat sauce or chicken and rice or. Um, anything that has a good source of protein will do just as much for you and it will actually do more because you're getting the other nutrients and fats in with it at the same time than just getting a concentrated protein shake.
1: Now it, for, for those, those athletes, whether it's at the college level or the, uh, the high school level or even the youth level, what, is there something that you've come across, like educationally, those that don't have access to a sports nutritionist, those don't have access to maybe, maybe somebody like you that has, has such vast knowledge of, of nutrition, is there have you come across some sort of educational resource or whether it's a book, an online source, is there some direction that, that, uh, that an athlete could kind of find or is it just kind of testing what works for them or what would you kind of guide that athlete to do?
0: Um. Honestly, the testing what works for them will probably be the most best for them. Um, but some, mm-hmm. one of my favorite resources, um, especially for college, is if you just search sports nutrition NCAA, it comes up with a Sports Science Institute sports nutrition pages and it has like different scenarios for hydration and eating and food, mm-hmm. out of season and in season. Um, sure to- like great options available for that. Um, there are obviously work nutrition that are helpful, but they're like just that. They're textbooks. And so not a lot of high school athletes mm-hmm. are going to be reading those to figure out what they want to eat when they just want to eat Chick fil A, like you said, Ed. <laughs> 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 as long as they just figure out, like, if they pair that with figuring best for them, that'll be a pretty good combination. Cause it gives good guidelines and then you can just put your individual spin on it.
2: I think uh, Natalie as coaches here, um, you know, sometimes we struggle to implement implement a nutritional plan. Um, for lack of knowledge or, or lack of understanding, or maybe we, we're not following one personally ourselves. And so it, it makes it difficult. Um, how, can, how can coaches, though, implement a nutritional plan uh, and, and find success without maybe, um, you know, overdoing it or, or pushing body image issues or anything like that? I think that kind of crosses a line sometimes. Or as a coach, I struggled with that, um, you know, making sure that it, I wasn't crossing a the line there with the players, um, yeah. You know, making it more, of a, <laughs>
0: because a positive instead of a negative, a or, or you, you don't understand um, what I'm saying. Especially with okay. young athletes, and then especially with female, a- male athletes have eating issues and body image issues as well. It's just more prominent with female athletes. Um, and my probably my best advice with that is just to encourage good eating behaviors in general and like the timing of food. So like I would personally, as coaches, like I try to emphasize the importance of breakfast and then consistency, consistency throughout the day. So like eating every three to four hours, like, or listen, if they're younger, then they're probably hungry, hungry more often. So like listen and If you're hungry, eating something like don't necessarily deprive your body like there's no reason like your body needs the fuel. If you want to be the best athlete you can be, the body needs the fuels when it's hungry. Listen when it's full and then um, making sure that so that consistency throughout the day, but then also making sure that they get something substantial to eat after games and practices because um that can start impacting our performance more than they realize I think and so if we can just encourage the good eating habits and like saying like hey make sure we're getting those fruits and vegetables but make sure you had a good meal after practice or after a game and when I was in state with my girls I was like we were trying to like dial in everything we could and I was like I made him report the next day I was like okay for dinner and then someone was like a big salad and I was like no I don't like that Like that, <laughs> that could be a side I was like but where's your carbs and she's like oh, <laughs> I didn't have any and like, yeah, that's an issue like I need you to get some carbs and she's like okay okay and so it was just like more making sure that the food is happening not saying like okay like what how many of this nutrient today and like make like obsessing over it, but just really just trying to build a good relationship and see like, okay, this is what your body needs. And this is why it needs it. Like you're essentially a car to do its performance. And if you want to be your best, you have to make sure you get that food in. Um, And other things that don't always with nutrition but are very important is both sleep and hydration especially in high school sleep well i can't even say just in high school because i see it with college too but sleep in high school is huge because they're still growing and so if they're not getting a proper amount of sleep then their bodies it's gonna everything's gonna counteract each other and then same with hydration and so that those three kind of like the optimal performance triangle is sleep hydration and nutrition and that can't be taught soon enough. I feel like I feel like everyone just kind of rebels against sleep because they just want to do all the fun things. And they don't want to miss out. But if they could prioritize that a little bit better, like their growth and their performance in school, in soccer, in any sport, and just like family relationships, will benefit because they're taking care of their body essentially.
1: Now this, now this might be a terrible question, but, uh, but obviously, you know, with high school students and college students, and like we said, we keep going back to, to youth players as well. Um, we all run into it. So, I mean, like at my college, we're not always able to, you know, provide them meals for home games and things like that. Obviously we just kind of let them do what they want to do in terms of, Hey, what you like is what you like. And what, what this player likes is what this player likes. So you kind of let them venture on when it comes to Cheaper options of you know we like my program we train at eight eight am every day mm-hmm. um and like like you said, I run into a lot of players that would rather just roll out of bed at you know seven thirty yeah. get to the field and not not really and and like you said, you were that athlete that woke up earlier because you knew you had to get food in and, and things like that. if you had to kind of maybe if I had to force you to name cheaper options for you know breakfast or lunch or dinner or anything like that that they could pick up that that might not—they might not be great for them because obviously some of the kids will eat like a pop tart on the way to to practice or a Nutri-Green bar. Are there cheaper options that that, um, or at least like uh, cost-friendly options that, that are out there that, that might be quick and easy that that you might quasi promote that <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that would that would be okay for uh, for an athlete?
0: Um, yeah. So like for breakfast, honestly, like I don't even care if they are eating a pop tart or a bar on the way. <laughs> I would rather have them have something in their stomach than not like, and that's been something that a lot of my athletes were like, really? And I'm like, yes, like your body will be better having something in it than going off of nothing because they didn't think it was nutritional enough. And I'm like, no, 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 just put something in your body. I don't even care what it is. Um, breakfast, some decent, cheap, quick options could be like Eggo waffles, toast, cereal bars like honestly bars could be really good the especially if you're going super quick to practice like if you're eating on the way um because i definitely did that going to (laughs) 5 (laughs) 30 um i like some of my go-tos were like those chewy bars the chewy cracker bars and Uh a fruit cup on the way and so i just try to focus on those carbs and so like any type of fruit can be really good bars as long as they're not too protein heavy i'm all about that um for lunches and dinners um because i definitely eat out as well like <laughs> you just gotta make this mm-hmm. right <laughs> um yep but trying to find just like the quote-unquote healthier options on the way so like if you're on the way to practice i probably would skip the fries or the shake you know like (laughs) 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 options to just sit in your stomach as you're going along um but like i definitely did the meals of the day for subway or even smoothies would be a good option um whether you make them or you buy one on the way um but i know some of my teammates would be just fine with their burger on the way to practice or something like that that was a little heavy for me but most of the time my body could handle it if i needed to um those uncrustables <laughs> beautiful inventions <laughs> or just <like laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in general um i'm trying to think of <laughs> the fast food options and i'm drawing blanks um no that's perfect okay oh
2: yeah little einstein's bagel or something like that bagel or yeah yeah um great nano as we're as we're finishing up here um you know i appreciate your time want to give you a i an opportunity then to kind of tell us a little bit about um you know, maybe your yourself and, and how we can follow you on on social media and keep up with you um, through the various accounts that you may have. Or, yeah. So, or uh, you know I how people can contact you if they have further questions.
0: State sports nutrition Instagram and Twitter account. I haven't been super great on staying on top of that, but I'm getting back into it as especially during this lovely time of quarantine. Um, and so that handle is just USU Sports Nutrition, and um, currently, I'm just trying to use it to help post little tips here and there for our athletes on their own. So, that if they are struggling, like I've posted about hydration and keeping a water bottle with them, and then about options for breakfast and trying to make sure we get something in and when we should get it kind of thing. But, um, that's really my main social media platform. But then, if anyone would like to contact me I am available at natalie.norris at usu.edu um that's my university email and if that ever changes then we can figure something out but um (laughs) so who knows but those are my two main options for (laughs) staying with me
2: Perfect. Appreciate your time, Natalie. I, what I love about you, Natalie, is that uh, you're honest. Oh, yeah. you're, you don't, you don't discourage the goldfish or the pretzels or or some of those things. If you, it's funny because I, I want to come into play and, and you always have, you always have your little goldfish and, and I've seen you with the fruit cup. I've seen you with the peanut butter, um, you know, before you even you're playing adult games. It's, and I know the girls on the soccer team have even commented that that's, that they enjoy the fact that you're like, no, you can have those things just in moderation, you know, and it, it's, it's really good to hear that from from someone with your background that, you know, that you can still oh, snack cool. and you can still have some of those <laughs> items. You just got to kind of monitor what you're eating.
1: Thank you so much, Natalie. I really appreciate all the insight. I hope, um, you know, obviously I took <laughs> Ed knows that I took a lot of notes um, trying to fi- I think us coaches, we're always trying to figure out the best way to take care of our athletes and, you know, really encourage them to take care of themselves And uh, and really try to perform at a high level, and you know it from playing in college as well. It's like they only those four years go so quickly, Um, and it's really trying to encourage them to really maximize those four years and really enjoy those four years and try to you know allow their body to to really maximize what it what you know how it can perform. So I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your insight. Um, I could probably talk to you forever just because this is this is a topic that I just don't you know I don't know, and it's something that continues to kind of uh, you know, become the forefront of, of how our athletes perform and, and how they kind of get through their daily routines and, and create a good rhythm for themselves between classes. Uh, you know, sometimes they have classes during the day and then a game at night. So it's, it's, it's tough to to really find that balance, but uh, really insightful um, information. So I really appreciate it. And uh, I wish you all the best through, through this time and through the summer and going into the fall and, and, uh, Really look forward to seeing uh, seeing what you do at Utah State. Well,
0: thanks. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. I really enjoyed it.
1: Our weekly show is brought to you by Athletics View. Whether it's soccer, football, basketball, and many other sports, you have a memory to share. Let us help you share that game or match through film via our video production. For more information, visit athleticsview.com, spelled V-U-E, or follow them on Instagram, or subscribe to their YouTube channel.
2: All right, back here, uh, finishing up there with uh, Natalie Norris, the uh, sports dietitian up at Utah State University. Um, really enjoyable conversation there with her, Eric. Uh, I took some valuable uh, uh, points from her. I hope uh, our listeners did as well. I know you took valuable notes, and uh, you'll probably be imp- implementing
1: some of those into your your uh, program there at JWU. As always, I mean, I think, you know, with many of our listeners, I could have talked to Natalie the rest of the day in terms of just getting a better idea. So insightful, um, you know, really great ideas. And, and obviously very, you know, very clear. I think, you know, I think you said it was, you know, she encourages athletes, you know, to really kind of own their own process in terms of, okay, yeah, I'm fine with you eating this, but you know, in moderation and, and really being, you know, kind of, um, you know, really open to different, different avenues for each player to kind of take care of themselves, but also keeping in mind how important uh, other aspects of the nutrition and part of it is, are. And um, like I said, I took a lot from it. Um, I really look forward to kind of, you know, implementing a lot of these different things uh, going into our fall, but, uh, but really, really great, great ideas, really great thoughts. And, and uh, you know, very impressed, obviously, even coming from the playing background as well uh, and being able to kind of transition that into her, her role as a director of sports nutrition.
2: Yeah, it was, it was very interesting. Um, you know, one of the topics or one of the thoughts that she brought up that, that, um, you know, as a coach, I may have overlooked, but I understood the importance of, but not necessarily the full importance. And she called it the, the triangle of, of success, I think, or something along those lines, which was not only nutrition, but then the, uh, the sleep and the hydration parts as well, that we often overlook, um, you know, and Natalie kind of hit on it that we want to, as as players or athletes, we're, we don't want to get the necessary sleep or we don't want to take the time to drink the water or drink the, you know, get the proper hydration. So adding yeah. that part in, I think, into our, our players and making them understand and making the our players and their parents understand the importance of proper sleep and hydration plus nutrition will only make our athletic abilities that much better. Um, you know, I, I really took to that. And I was like, ah, oh, I could probably do that on my own as well. I got to improve the sleep and the hydration part, um, you know, to, to better fuel my body.
1: Yeah. And, and like I said, it just goes back to how cool it is. What her, I mean, obviously she's <laughs> just looking at her, her role at Utah state and obviously getting to, getting to kind of nowhere through the conversation and getting to know her, uh, from you prior, she sounds extremely busy. <laughs> so <laughs> to, to be able to balance being a director of sports nutrition um, and then coaching two high school teams. So what I, what I think is really cool is, is coming out of the player aspect um, from playing at Utah state um, and then going into coaching and then being the director of sports nutrition. So she's really hit every aspect of really taking care of athletes because now as a high school coach, she's encouraging her high school athletes to Hey, this is important. This is, you know, this is something that you should, you should take a look at, you know, and being able to help guide them, not necessarily being, you know, forcing to forcing them to. But obviously, if, if somebody wants to improve and get better, um, her being knowledgeable and, and really knowledgeable and having that the various experience to being like, hey, try this, you know, like she said, with the cross with the runner at Utah State, and things like that. It was just it's such a, such a cool dynamic. Uh, obviously it adds to her, uh, to her daily routine in terms of how busy she is with coaching and, and, um, running, uh, nutrition at Utah state. But, but she really does get the aspect of like, like you and I talked about the coaching side of it. it's okay. How do we encourage our athletes to, you know, eat if they had lunch at high school earlier in the day, or they lunch between classes early in the day, how do we encourage them to eat maybe something throughout, you know, the rest of the day to prepare for a night game and things like that. So, uh, you know, really hope that that our athletes can kind of, uh, you know, really pick and choose and what they you know, what they get out of it, because everybody's body is different. And, yeah. um, and, you know, each each one needs nutrition differently. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's going to be some valuable, uh, valuable tips.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, uh you know, helpful, I think, for us as coaches, and some of us, you know, don't want to cross the line in the nutrition and, and this will give us a, a little help. And as you mentioned, the um, go to the NCAA nutritional uh, guidelines, um, you know, and there'll be valuable resource there. And I think that's something we can all look up and, and better prepare us as, as coaches, um, you know, to, to help our athletes. Um, Eric is, as, as you, you know, we've talked about here that the purpose of this podcast is, you know, we, we say to put coaches in a better position. It's not just uh, on the field through tactics and all that. It's, it's through these other Uh, Avenues, You know, we've talked about nutrition, we've talked a little about team building and psychology and and, um, you know, all those kinds of things. I think our our next topic that we have coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about strength and conditioning. Uh, We're going to talk to Joe Powell. He's the uh, assistant strength coach at Michigan State University. Um, He'll be our next guest. And we're we're going to be talking a little bit about how we can better prepare athletes through the strength and conditioning aspect of um, their training to better increase or to increase their performance. So looking forward to that conversation next week with uh, Joe and, and hopefully our listeners will as well.